Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere today. And I have two wonderful gentlemen with me today, um, both Simpson Protocol trainers, but we're talking about the general uh, hypnosis field today, mostly. And we're going to just, I'm going to introduce you first to Tim Horn, and he's um, in Virginia and the United States, and there's Greg Beckett, and he is on the West Coast in L.A. So uh, they've got everything covered, and they're doing a lot of things, and I thought I'd just understand, get each one to talk a little bit about their background, just a little short bio. So, Tim, do you want to start, please? Certainly. I've been a... uh... Well, I've been a hypnotist for 28 years. I've also been a public school teacher for over 20 years. I just retired from teaching. Um, I first got into hypnosis when I was having difficulty with panic attacks. I woke up one day. I was a lot younger, a lot thinner then, and uh, <laughs> I felt like I was having a heart attack. And uh, I'd go to the hospital, and they'd say, your, your heart's in great condition. We don't know what's going on. I was having panic attacks. So I took a self-hypnosis class. And within a month, they were gone. And being somebody who really loves to learn, you know, I began to realize how powerful the subconscious mind was and wanted to learn how to use that more. So I became a hypnotist and eventually a certified instructor of hypnosis. And I just keep going out, learning more things, expanding my business so I can help the clients I have. Great. Okay, Greg, how about you? (laughs) Uh Yes, I'm in Los Angeles, Hollywood specifically, about a mile from the uh, Walk of Fame. I've been a hypnotist uh, part-time and full-time about 22 years, 23 years. Uh, Worked in advertising, that sort of thing. I went to my first hypnotist because I was stuck. And I did a few sessions with her and suddenly I was unstuck. And interesting enough is um, I'm board certified through the NGH and also a Simpson Protocol trainer in the U.S., as Inez mentioned, but I also have a show. I'm a host of a show called Time to Get Unstuck on the Hypno 24-7 Live Network. So, and we talk about different words and things to help people move forward. And then I have my practice, and I'm a trainer, all that kind of stuff here in L.A. And um, thanks for having me on the show, Inez. And we're busy, busy, busy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Um, I think ultimately what I'm doing on the show now, I remember I said the hypnosis everywhere and... If that's what it's always been called. But this this year's show was called To the Next Level. And the reason I did that was because um, we told people what hypnosis was last year, and I gave them many facets and all outlooks of hypnosis. But we're continuing to move fo- forward because the mind's infinite. And so what we're really talking about now is where we're going forward to, how we look at it and stuff like that. And I know we've had this conversation sort of before any time, but nobody's had the privilege of listening to you guys talk about it. But um, so again, let's just, Tim, uh, we talked about this earlier about how the mind is so, and you had a really good term for it, that if you start to believe you know something, yeah, I'll let first, you continue. The first step in, in knowledge is saying you don't know. Because what you're doing is you're opening up yourself to take in new knowledge and accumulate it and be able to utilize it. Uh, you know, uh, Einstein said that uh, imagination is more powerful than knowledge because knowledge is limited, but your imagination is not. So when you begin to realize that there are things out there that can allow you to, to move forward, it's an incredible power you have then to really expand. Uh, the story I like to tell is um, I'm a big boxing fan. There was a fighter at the turn of the 20th century named Joe Gaines, who was the absolute master of defensive boxing at the turn of the, 20, uh, the 20th century, 1901, 1902. They called him the old master. He walked into a gym and he was watching these pure rank amateurs fighting. And somebody walked up to him and said, you know, old master, why are you watching them? I mean, you're the absolute expert on this. And he said, they may do something by accident that I'll be able to use. (laughs) Because he had an incredible open mind, knowledge could come to him from all different places. And that is incredible. And that's 
the attitude I like to keep. Yep. Sounds good. Greg, you got anything to add to that? <sighs> I, I, what was going through my head as I was listening to that is, um, and what your sort of intro was about how everybody's so unique. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's mind, perspective, who they are, the experiences they've had, what they came into this world with in their personalities and all of that kind of stuff. And how we can use hypnosis individually as hypnotists because we're all unique as hypnotists and each client or person that wants to use hypnosis is unique and how we find the right person as a hypnotist to not change you as a person, but to show you how to change. Right? Yeah. We, we don't do anything but guide you so that you with your own mind and your own willingness, which is one of the most important things in hypnosis, that you're willing to make that change within yourself. And we just show you how, but you still have to do it. Yeah. You know, so many people There's just no want way a out. Pill. Yeah. They want that one quick, here's a pill and it's done, but that, that never really takes care of the under the surface that our mind and our soul or however someone wants to look at it, their being and there's usually side effects of the, the shortcut. Yeah. yeah. And they haven't, co they've collected so much experience that you have to diffuse and go through those experiences or those blockages to then let it go away, to understand yeah. it. So that's all, everybody's unique and, and we're all unique to work together. So that's what I yeah. find really fascinating about our mind yeah. and what we do. Yeah, that's why when on the, la on the last year's show, we've had so many different styles of hypnotists. And each end of, even in the same style of hypnosis, we're all unique. Right. right. Because it's, it, it's a, and then you're usually a team, right? You and the client are a team. So yeah. you're the guide and the, top, the, the poor client gets to do all the work. <laughs> I think if you're not a team, it doesn't work as well. No, it doesn't work good. It doesn't I mean, work it's good. all about that rapport that they are there and say, yes, okay, I feel comfortable with you to take the journey with you. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of my favorite quotes is from Lewis Carroll. He said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. <laughs> when the client talks to you, they explain to you exactly where they want to go. And that helps you to create a map that they may be able to follow. But they're the ones driving the car to go there. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to add to that if I can. Yeah. Go ahead. Sometimes I have a client that don't doesn't know where they are or where they're going. Yeah. And yeah. we still have tools to work with them, to let them find out where they are and then choose to where they want to go based on their experiences as they move forward a little bit. There's a lot of people, and I've been included at times, that I don't know what I want. I know what I don't want, but if I switch it, then it gives me more of an idea and I flip it. You know, if I don't want this, that means I want something else. So where do I want to go? And what you were saying is if you're willing to question, right? Oh, if you don't think yeah. you know everything, everything and you're willing to question, that'll take you to where you want to go yeah the unexamined life is not worth living yeah socrates oh, said oh no, you I, <laughs> I know but at the same time some people don't know they're not examining ah, um, <laughs> and what people do think don't think they make choices not making a choice is making a choice yeah right right right, right. yeah 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 <sighs> you know right now there's a lot of stuff going on in the world all over the world yes that we don't have control over we yeah. have uh, leaders and people in all different countries that are doing all sorts of things but yet here we can take control whatever that means to somebody and make choices in our own lives uh, yeah i think and it's on your own you're, you're a separate unit right and connected all at and once collective right but if we don't start as our separate unit and just say, oh, let everybody else make the decision yeah. and not work on ourselves. How can we add to the collective? We're adding to the collective one way or another. Yeah. Yes. Very whether true. Whether it's saying yes with keeping, not doing anything or saying, no, I'm going to grow and have myself be heard by myself or through the collective. And sometimes people say, well, I, I'm, mo most people are scared of change. But change happens. It's the only thing that's like breathing. It happens all the time. Every second of the day, something changes. So uh, you might as well buy into change and decide which change you like. It finally hit me about what go with the flow means. Yeah. <laughs> Jump into the change and just navigate. 
true. So, you know, um, all the choices we make individually and all together are what creates our culture. True. So, you know, even people say, well, I can't do anything about it. But if they're doing something here, they're doing something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're always doing something that yeah. contributes to the group, to the greater, to the society or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> well, it's a big subject. And I think it's something that uh, people go, oh, my God, this isn't this just simple? You just do stuff? It would be, but it's not always so simple because the choices, like you say, we don't know what we want. We need in hypnosis. We need the person's desire to change. Doesn't that, but Tim, would you think that jumps into personal responsibility? Yes, but I, I, I the way I, t the thing I tell my clients is the most important person in, the, in your life has got to be you. You've got to absolutely start there. And if you look at it that way, everything that comes into you, you're going to try to mold to, to, you know, um, change, to manipulate so it moves you forward. And if you take everything that way, it allows you to feel more in control of your life, realizing that you are what you said. Someone said almost indirectly that we are a closed system. We allow the things that come into us. Yeah. The word choice also, I thought, is very important. A lot of times what we're trying to do is remind the clients that they have the choice in their life. Yeah. That they are not just the victim of circumstance. No. The circumstance can be modified or changed to serve their purpose in a better way than they just want to take it in. Yeah. Or even just changing their reaction to whatever is around them. Absolutely. Every you know? thought causes a physical reaction within the yeah. body. So with that, yeah. your thought has energy, it has power. And when you're able to control your thoughts, you're able to control your life. Perspective. Yep. Perspective. 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 Yeah. It's a, that is the main thing we do. And sometimes we change people's perceptions, right? Right. We don't dictate how to change the perception, perceptions, but we allow them to know, sense, feel, or even, you know, have a thinking about it. And some people said, well, what if I don't like change? What if I don't like it? Then change it again. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, you can do it in a blink of an eye. It's not that, that kind of thing. It just means that you are able to move into a place that's more positive. You know, just because I work as a hypnotist and help people doesn't mean I always like change. No. Sometimes I'm afraid of that change. Sometimes I see myself procrastinating or doing whatever it is that signals to me that I'm afraid of something. Yes. So then I have to sit down and say to myself, whether it's through hypnosis or just talking to myself, self-talk, what is it I'm afraid of? Oh, maybe I don't like teaching something this way. Okay, so what's what's the solution? Write it another way that I can then explain it, how it feels comfortable for me to get the correct message across. Make it my style, whatever it is, because trying to do something in a different way that's not comfortable for me was blocking me, thinking I had to do it the way it's written or whatever it is, but adding myself to it, then there's no more fear because I know how to be the best me, not be the best someone else. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Perfect. And I think that the most important part is we all have fear of everything or anything. <laughs> there might be all different from each other, but it doesn't matter. But it's all about getting uh, them to take you taking responsibility and you have accountability to yourself to move through something if you if your desire is to move forward in whatever way that you do you have to be accountable to yourself yeah. and responsible you know it's interesting we were talking about um i forgot what the word i was going to use okay so we're talking about fear and all that kind of stuff it could be perception right so mm -hmm. fear could be a great motivator yeah or a paralyzer yeah right <laughs> it's how you perceive it this yeah. challenge instead of, what's this challenge and I think in change, most of it is just being open to the possibility that it's out there and that you can attain anything. Well, I know that Tim and I spoke about a little bit about fear before. And Tim, something I've always kept with me that you said that resonated. It's not the actual action, right? It's the thought of the possibilities or something you said like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Can you say that for us since I don't know it oh, exactly? <laughs> <laughs> no, you said... you. 
it's not the action that freezes you. It's the fear of what the destination will be. Right. Or the, the thought of the possibilities that can happen, not yeah. the actual action. That's it. Yeah. It's what you yeah. have to face after the unknown. Yeah. 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 The unknown, let's, let's talk about the word the unknown. You know, the un if you just talk to something about being the unknown, that automatically eliminates stability. But the unknown can be fantastic, can be phenomenal. And your perception of what could be out there is a thing that will drive you. And we do two things in life generally. We run toward what we love or what we're afraid. We run away from what we're afraid of. One is an action of love. One is an action of fear. And I want people to run toward what they want. Leave the other stuff behind. I'm going to say something about that. When you run away from what you're afraid of, the universe keeps bringing it up so that you can prove Absolutely. to yourself that you can do it. So it really comes down to, to building confidence and courage and stuff because most people that I have met through our work and, and, and life, those that move towards something is because they're building confidence that they can handle what the unknown is because we always do. Yes. Every second is an unknown. Yeah. It's false thought that we know what's going to happen. We can predict and stuff, but something else always comes up. So when, with the whole law of attraction, which people have look at it different ways, I say, what you're afraid of, the universe, God, however you want to look at it, is going to keep bringing that up because you're bringing it up. I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Well, I want to prove to you that I am, whatever that is to you, am here to make sure that you can get through it. Sorry, I'm doing this here. Through that law, <laughs> through that fear, you know? Yeah. So oh, that's... When Even if they run away, it's still going to come. There's no avoiding it, no matter how much you avoid it. When you face your fears, you create the resilience within you that will carry on to other For the next, the next unknown. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we're still, when we go to the next unknown, we have the same sort of things. We're going, oh, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it. But then when you decide that, yes, this is it, I'm moving forward and you allow it to happen, it just happens. And it becomes so easy. People say, well, what's the first time you ever talked on in front of a group of people? Do you think that there was absolute <laughs> confidence there? I remember that first time. I remember the first time that I could hear that little shudder in the first two sentences. And after that, I just rolled with it because I just let go. Oh, my gosh. I was uh, teaching a class, and I drew a total blank. You know that big fear that you have that you're going to talk, and you don't even know your own name? You don't know <laughs> nothing, nothing. And then suddenly I, I had to say, okay, to the, to the students, you're in my office. Why are you here? Because I knew in that context I could <laughs> I could, I could talk as if they're a client because I could talk all the time. And they, <laughs> they looked at me like, what? I said, you're in my office. Why are you here? And they, they, they played with me. And, and that just broke it. And I've never had it again because I always have a solution. And I have that confidence that I can take care of myself. That it, But I mean, it was total <laughs> And on that note, and they can chuckle at us, we're going to go to break and I'll, we'll see them on the other side. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi. This is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us. 
the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to our little roundtable discussion here. And what I'd really like to go to now, guys, is I really want to go to, you've both been in the field for over 20 years. I want to know what kind of changes you've seen. And what where, where the what you've noticed is going forward or et cetera, anything like that. Uh, are you talking about hypnosis in general ourselves? Hypnosis in general first. Hypnosis in general. So, Tim, maybe you could start because um, I know we talked about certain things about how things were moving always. And I think in this field, you need to keep moving. That's it. Um, I think the wake-up call for me was – um, I was trained by an incredible instructor, Bert Goldman, uh, like 28 years ago. And it was pretty basic hypnosis. You understood stood out of compound, different things. You understood stood out to help people quit smoking, you know, become less stressed, release weight. Very simple things with, uh, you know, direct drive, repeating things until the subconscious mind took it. And then I went to several different conventions, and I saw a lot of different methods of hypnosis. Jerry Kine, you and I both uh, study with Jerry, uh, Will Horton, uh, just a lot of different hypnotists who approach things entirely differently. And each one of them added something else. And the thing is, you'll see them make a presentation one year, and two or three years later, they've added something to it. They've begun to expand it. And the growth of hypnosis has been incredible. If you think about it, we're working in areas of hypnosis no one else thought of doing it. Because as we spoke of imagination, people's imagination uh, gets activated and they, they take all the issues that come up, find creative ways to, to deal with uh, the issues their clients have. The fact is, I know Greg and I know Inez, we have clients come in who give us issues we never even thought about having before. And what we have to do is take all this knowledge we have and tailor the approach specifically to them and use their own minds to create the solutions. So the more of that you have um, with more problems, we have to learn more techniques. And And I I sort of love what Bob Burns always says. He says it's everything is real or imagined because people say, Oh, that can't be good. But it's, it's all real or imagined. It's all the same thing to the mind. Yeah. Something else Bob says, he talks about the, it's probably not a conscious problem. It's a subconscious problem. Yeah. 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 I always like that. I like that too. (laughs) When I was trained, um, they would use a microphone, put on headphones and it was just audio. So it wasn't, for the first few years, I didn't know anything about direct suggestion really. It just, I just really didn't, I wasn't taught that way. Um, And then I went to a NGH conference and I was like, oh, my gosh, I could do all of this stuff. Let me try this <laughs> and that and parts. And, uh, uh. And, and, and so it, and what I find fascinating is every year there's more specialties. Yeah. There's more people that are going in the direction of just medical and pain. Other people, addiction, other people, mm-hmm. children and certain specialties. Some people are uh, just and it's just exploding in that. Everybody's finding something that they enjoy to get really good at, and we all help each other. It's becoming more of a collective of hypnotists helping each other grow to use everything that we have to expand and in our own way of approaching things. Like with Simpson Protocol, I mean, that's not what we're here to talk about, but in it, I can't help but Inez is one of my mentors, and in it we use 
you know, the subconscious, the superconscious, and allowing clients that we don't even have to know what the issue is and they can still work on themselves. I would have never thought of that when I was starting out. I was saying, put on the microphone. And there was nothing wrong. You still get results with the headphones and the mic, you know, you still get results, but this is different. And it's, yeah. it's almost like it's the Wild West in a way that there's almost anything is possible. Yes, it's isn't that cool? Right. And it's all about the rapport and who you're with. You're picking the hypnotist that works with you, that you feel comfortable. You know, and if, if you go to somebody and you go, okay, they were nice enough or I'm not so sure, maybe you just need to look for someone else, just like a dentist or a doctor or anybody else. There's plenty of us and no one's, you know, it's, 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 um, you have a lot of opportunity to find someone that works really well with you. Yeah. And so that's how it's expanded. There, there was a woman, um, I think you're going to see her, um, Lisa Halpin. She's been on your show and everything. Yeah. She says, I know I've done my job, meaning her, of training hypnotists and things, and, and that we as an industry or as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, a way of working with people have come to fruition when, when someone moves into a new house and they want a referral to their dentist, doctor, shoe, make, you know, shoe guy, cleaners, and hypnotist. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's very cool. Anyway, uh, so the other thing is that everything that we're doing today, we are thinking in a matter of going forward. We're not saying, it doesn't mean you have to not let go of everything you learned in the past. That's all part of the package. It's but it's now you're too. willing, yeah, now you're willing just to be open. And, and uh, you know, Joe, Jerry Kine used to call it experimenting. We weren't experimenting on the people. What we were experimenting was how open our mind could be. And the process, the different processes, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, different and, things. You know, because you can have someone teach you to do something some a certain way, but you're going to take it and have your own interpretation anyway. Because so, you Tim, hold- you're, you're going, who? Yeah, no, you absolutely <laughs> you- have to. You have to. One of the things I always tell people is it's not the person who says something that gives it meaning. It's the person who hears it. And they've all, we talked about perspective. It's always going to be from their previous life and all the things that have created the filter around them that are going to take the words and make them special for them. I talk yeah. to people about being congruent with who they truly are, not fighting against it, you know? And uh, that's an important thing. And allowing the clients to do that for themselves not having one of the things Greg talked about earlier is the fact that, um, and I think it's a point well taken. I talked about uh, you have to know where you're going or any road will get you there. And you said, well, if they don't know where they're going, that's true. The client has got to also have a feeling of where they could go. They've got to have that feeling. And then you move them there. I have a horse, Dutch, I have several horses, but we have a horse, Duchess. And I, I tell this story about trying to load her into a trailer, right? I and I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a pretty strong guy. She's 1,100 pounds. She doesn't want to go. She ain't going. So what you do is you allow her to feel as if she is taking the initiative to get onto the trailer. And then you manipulate her there. <laughs> you know? Okay. Now they're going to think we manipulate them. No, 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 no. No, I'm just teaching. Look at us all. We're like, no, no, no. It's all, nothing beats free will. (laughs) Free will, you can't beat it. That's for sure. You just can't beat it. You can't beat someone over the head. No. You know, you can't. And and, going to be resistant. Yes. The horse is going to go in if it thinks it's got it and and it's decided it's going to (laughs) move. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's interesting to get a client who is, you know, like a lot, not all, I get some that are just ready. They're there. They yeah. know what they want. There's others that are apprehensive. And I, and I can understand that. They've never done hypnosis or whatever, but they're still willing. And then there's others that are resistant. But yeah. what I have to remember is they made the appointment and they showed up. Right. Yeah. So even though they're showing me resistance, they're there because they need to or want to be there. Instead yeah. of saying, why are you here? Though I've had to say that when I get too much resistance, right? Why are you here? You're resisting. What do, you, what, what do I need to do for you to be able to embrace a little bit of something so that then their mind can choose and they can choose to be yeah. able to make that adjustment? We yeah, about, Tim, you want to say about something about that? You talked about resistance to change. A yeah, that's what we talked about. There's something that's bothering them. And I'll be working with them. I'll explain to them, okay, you can use your subconscious mind to do this, this, and this. 
well, that's not the way I do things. And I'll say, well, how's that working for you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not here because your life is where it needs to be. So if you're willing to make a change to improve it, you can, but it's you. It's all you. Right. No one can do it for, there's no shortcuts. That's the whole thing. There, I, I'm learning this over and over every day. There is not really a shortcut. I don't care when it comes to life. Yeah. And there's not. Well, I have to slightly, I'll, it's a slight perception change here okay. is that it, it is um, the decision is made by the client. Okay. I'm going to allow whatever is going to happen I'm just going to let it be. And that way they're just going forward. But if they're got, every client is going to have resistance on some level somewhere. And it's our job to help them through all the resistances, right? Isn't that what we do in the end? So so from the extreme client who won't change anything says, I don't do it this way. (laughs) Well, that's like Tim says, how does that work for you? You know? Uh, but from that point is getting that person moved into a space where they're going to allow a little bit and then they feel a little safer and they're going to allow a little more. I think it goes back to that word unknown again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, unknown. the unknown. And we say, we, this is what I say, that the mind is the ultimate unknown frontier. That's the only place we really, we have, we're very uh, low, how would the be right word? Low um, knowledge? Low knowledge about what what the mind does. We don't, even the brain, and I mean, the brain to me is not the mind. It's inclusive of the brain. The the brain has only been known about for maybe 10, 15 years. And it's still an ultimate secret to most of us, right? Right. So, So people tend to think of themselves as a person that's here sitting there. This is me. And I don't want you mucking with me. We're not mucking with them. The idea is that they're allowing their perceptions to shift to make life easier. That's it. Uh, really. The word that keeps coming up as you're saying that in my head is, or in myself, is feelings. Yeah. And so many clients avoid feelings. They think about a lot of things, but where do you actually experience? And from my point of view, if they can't have feelings, it means they've been shut, they've shut them down, right? So because I, feelings, when you're a little kid, you have feelings, you're rambunctious, you have a good time, you're crying, you're doing whatever, right? Yeah. And then as you grow and you find out, oh, it's too painful, I'm going to shut this down, I'm going to shut this down, I'm going to shut this down. The trouble is when you shut that down, you can't have the good stuff either. Right. You also right. shut down the imagination. Yeah. The child, <clears throat> imagination's unlimited. They can yeah. see all these possibilities, but they they do end up getting shut down because they're subcon- they're being prote- they're protecting themselves. You yeah. Know, when I was loud in front of my parents' friends, they told me to be quiet, and I realized, and that just those little niggling things end up building up and create enormous barriers when they started out as so small. I just had a great imagination. You as a little boy being loud, I can totally get it. <laughs> And I sit here and I go, his parents, they were just protecting themselves and their image had nothing to do with Tim. No. You know? Yeah. Because there's a lot of forgiveness in whatever we're carrying with us that has to do with our past. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that that's actually what I did with, uh, uh, I, I've written a book about how parents can raise their children to be more resilient and, and be happier. It's, it's important to create uh, boundaries and barriers for your for your children, but it's also important for them to understand why they are there and how they've been created to allow them to be safer and happier. When that's understood, the negativity of creating those boundaries and enforcing them disappears. And that the consequences are also we talked about the undiscovered the the undiscovered country Shakespeare Hamlet and all that the the unknown. This is the thing if a child knows that if they have something, they do something negative, there will be a consequence. They know what the consequence is. They do the bad thing, they come in, they understand what the consequence is. There's no need for the emotions to get involved. There's nothing else. I did this wrong. I'm going to get a consequence and it'll teach me something. Okay. The negativity disappears and a lot of their creativity and imagination can still remain in place. Hmm. Hmm. 
I don't have oh, kids. Rick gets <laughs> yeah. I he said, doesn't I don't have, have kids. kids. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I no. I, <laughs> that I know of. You had a lot of kids in your school system. But my daughter is, I mean, those are, I look at them and I look at how they brought up their kids. They're now seven. And that has changed enormously from when I, my day, and before, from my mother's way of teaching me and my father, it was shut up and be quiet. Don't make a peep. Don't ask. Just be quiet. If you had guests or anything, it was very old style parenting. So I move forward and I see my kids doing even better, you know? So it's cool. I, I really appreciate it. And they, um, people say today, oh, you know, older, some older people will say, well, there's no discipline, but there is. They do discipline their kids. It's just not in the way that we would have thought of how to do that in the past. Right. Now, I have, a, I have a pool, and I have neighborhood kids that come swim every summer. And uh, one of them would get on the cleaner pipe, you know, and stuff, and it would remove it. And I say, you need to put it back and stuff. And, and he said, okay, you know, I said, and then he'd do it again. I said, you know, if you do that again, you're going to have to be out for a little while. And then I said, but wait a minute, you know, that Rubik's cube, cause he's good at Rubik's cube. You know that Rubik's cube that I go over to your house and you never want me to touch because you have it set a certain way and you're going to finish it. That's my Rubik's cube that you keep pulling out and doing stuff with. So if you don't want me to touch your Rubik's cube, you, can, <laughs> you know, he got the concept of his Rubik's cube and my, cleaner to where then he would make sure it was all okay before he left. I, yeah. I don't know if that, you know. Oh, that's a good point. No, no, that's, that's yeah. totally the, the Instead concept. of saying you're kicked out for two weeks because you touched it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So from here. <laughs> that would be my getting, parents. <laughs> but you know, uh, I was going to say, going back to where we work with adults and things, but it's really the same. We're working with the child within at the same time. So uh, it's always that understanding of um, of knowing what that client, not for me to know what it means, what the inner knowing from themselves is what they need and giving it to them in a concept that they can understand. Yeah. And the concept is usually created by them yeah. for self-understanding. It has to be. Yeah. So... It's convoluted, but it is. I think it's very important. Well, we never have a client who comes in. I, I never have. It comes in and says, yes, this, this problem happened a week ago. Can we deal with it? It's yeah. always something that's happened long before that. That you know, I, I talk about it being a road, and there was some ditch that was put into the road, and things have gone to it and expanded it and made it a mm-hmm. large problem. You mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, we are dealing with the child and from as Jerry used to say, the initial sensitizing event and dealing with all those things. So we can fill it in and they can move toward a smoother, easier life. But it's the foundation, the foundation. Most times, not all times, but most times, people don't know what the start of their problem is. Exactly, yeah. Most times they don't. They just happen. But it might have started at a certain time consciously they consciously remember something but it still could have been way before right yeah 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 so but luckily that subconscious has a data bank of just everything right we'll see them on the other side okay we'll go to break opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and on Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. 
Neutrino lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Yeah. Well, hello, everybody, and we're here back at Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're just going to continue. And now this, we only have about 13 minutes left of the show or so, so we're going to go a little bit into the S. Simpson protocol level since we're all SP trainers and we're all different and we do this. And I, I just wanted to put in this thing about, um, you know, Greg had said that l- many, many people are specializing and I agree with that. They do. But with Simpson protocol, I tend to be a generalist and I can, I, anything that walks through the door is I can address it with Simpson protocol. So there's all different types of thing, but with Simpson protocol, um, we've already incorporated all kinds of different styles of hypnosis in the protocol. So we do everything from parts therapy to any, any kind of thing that inside that spectrum. And we have as trainers and as practitioners we have a choice on what to do and how to use that canvas for this particular client, right? So uh, that's why I obviously people, <laughs> it always surprises me when people say to me as a hypnotist, some, you know how people go to the hypnotist and say, I, do you, am I going to cluck like a chicken? All those misconceptions, <laughs> you know, all those silly misconceptions. But students will say to me, do you really use this all the time? <laughs> I'll go, yes, it works for everything. So why would I not take, I call myself the lazy hypnotist. And it's a joke, but it's, it's also true. It means it's the easiest thing for me to do. And it's to get the best outcomes I can get. So why would I work with anything else? And it doesn't mean I don't learn other stuff. I do, but it's an incorporation of what I learn that goes onto my canvas. So all of us, all three of us here, will do it slightly differently. True? Absolutely. Yeah. Greg and I were talking actually during – Greg, by the way, you got to listen to Greg's uh, podcasts. They're incredible. I really enjoy them. And he honored me by allowing me to be in one of his podcasts. And, the, uh, and we talked about one particular section of the protocol that we did entirely differently. But we – they were – it worked best for him to do it the way he did, and it worked best for me to do it the way I did. And when that happens, your client is going to be more receptive to it. So, yeah. Well, I think yeah. with the Simpson Protocol, because we're talking about variety right. uh, and uniqueness of clients, within the, within the protocol, the canvas, so to speak, like Inez is saying, I – none of us are restricted to paint red here, blue there, gray there. We have yeah. the complete palette of colors to, to, to put the colors or work with what we need to with each unique person in what not only comes up with them, but what comes up with ourselves and with our intuition and knowing what's, what's, what, what needs to be done, whether it's collective consciousness or however someone wants to call it, then yeah. we get to be free to work with their unique person. Well, I like you said, you said unique. I agree with that, Greg. The thing is, the client is actually supplying you with the palette. And there, yeah. you're, you're giving them the tools to, to paint their picture. And uh, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to use our own individual um, palettes of colors. Right. I mean, the client is the one who got themselves into the, who created the issue or allowed the issue to be created. 
that's true, they also can change it for themselves. And we're giving, we're allowing them to feel empowered to do just that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And there's the odd person. I don't mean that they're odd. And there's a unique person sometimes that is not ready to allow you what they first, because their perception is still that you're going to be in charge. You're going to tell them what to do. You're going to do this. And, and oh with symptoms, you know, all that stuff. And then what's what we call resistance is that they're afraid. They're not trusting. They're not. In, and without that, we have no power and we don't have any power anyway. What we do is show them the power they have. But there's going to be that certain one or two people that are not easy to budge, even when they walk through the door. But they're, they, you can, sometimes you move them small increments, but for them, they're huge increments. Right. You I know? Mean, all these things that are misconceptions about hypnosis. Can you imagine if they were be they were true? If they were, you think we'd all just be sitting here talking on the radio and stuff? The lotto would be coming in my lap. I'd be in a big. I wouldn't have to work. <laughs> I mean, it would be. It, it just is not true. Yeah, <laughs> nothing trumps free will. <laughs> no, free will is definitely the only thing that we cannot override. And that willingness is so important. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. We talk about the subconscious mind is protecting you against danger, real and imagined. Yes. It's not going to allow anybody to, to take control. No. And I know because I've been in that place. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I've been in that place of total lack of trust. And I I was broken through. I think I've told this story on before about through by a shaman. And at that time, what came out of my mouth was so surprising to me. And I said, I, you are the first person I ever trusted. Then yeah. he broke me through to allow that to happen. Now, we all have times when we're in that place. We're in times where we're not in trust. We're not in, in faith. We're not everywhere. And if you can find that right hypnotist, sometimes it just works. Or it could be maybe not termed as a hypnotist. Maybe they have some other moniker. But it, it, it cause I, you know, I think of everything as hypnosis and you know that well, I because think right. yeah. Yeah. I a lot of times we're not hypnotizing a client, we're de-hypnotizing. De-hypnotizing them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hypnosis that's created yeah. where we are now. Yeah. So. Beliefs and limiting beliefs is what we're always talking about, changing limiting beliefs. But the limiting beliefs have been uh, created by our experiences. And what we've been told, what we've accepted as our programming, right? Yeah. So all the time, you can change a limiting belief in the blink of an eye. Yeah. I mean, be when you become aware of you saying limiting beliefs, Greg, you said the same thing. I suddenly notice I'm in fear. And I know, and that's creating this whole spectrum. Right. So your beliefs can shift very easily once you become aware. Greg touched on something earlier. He talked about self-talk and that is so important yeah so there's there's um you know we're talking about limiting beliefs and that sort of thing and you know and as you're talking about sometimes we find ourselves in that place i find myself in that place quite often <laughs> Not, you know in you know because it's a constant elevation of ourselves to different levels of trust different levels of confidence different levels of you know I, there's there's a part of me that that I, 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 here's a quick story. I'll make it very quick. Is I was in a class. They said someone have a problem. We want to work on it. It was a hypnotist class, and I raised my hand. They said, "What's your problem?" I said, "I lack confidence." And he says, "Put your hand down. I need a real problem." <laughs> and because his perception <laughs> of me is that I don't have that I have confidence. Now yeah. inside of me, I might have a different perception. Maybe average is here, and I have above average. But I know what I'm capable okay. of. You know. And, and so I want to reach what I'm capable of. So it, it, it still is a challenge for one that's not reaching their capabilities. So it's yeah. always about the self-perception. Yeah. Oh, no, so we, we have four minutes left on the show, Biz. So I'm going to butt in because <laughs> I need you guys to give your websites and what's upcoming first. And then we can tie it up. But I need that information out. So, Tim, you go first. Okay. Because you're on the top. I have, I, have, I have two websites, www.hypno, H-Y-P-N-O, consult, C-O-N-S-U-L-T.com, and the Unleash Your Own Success, 
unleashyourownsuccess.com. Uh, I'm doing, these are the ones that are coming up soon. February uh, 22nd and 23rd, I'll be in Las Vegas at the uh, Solid Gold at the MGH. Lisa Halpin, who we spoke of before, Erica Flint will be there. So there are going to be some exceptionally good speakers there. I'll also be at the uh, Heartland Hypnosis Conference April 24th through 26th in St. Louis. That's a great conference. Those are the things I think you'd really get a lot from. Okay. And, and you also are starting to teach something for parents or creating right. something. So I'm, just leave I'm, that out there sort of in the, okay. in the field. I'm also creating a class for parents for positive parenting, some of the things we touched on today. Okay. And so, Greg, you give us yours, please. Okay. You can find my website, hypnosisla.com. Uh, you can see my, um, my interview show. It's time to get unstuck on the hypno 24 seven live network on Facebook. You can also find me on YouTube and, uh, I will be doing a Simpson protocol training in April in Los Angeles, mid April. Um, and I'll be teaching at, uh, hypno thoughts live 2020, which is in August. Uh, I'll be doing a, a pre-conference course, uh, connect, create, and calibrate, a one-day pre-conference. I'll be teaching during the conference a one-hour hypnosis, a discussion, really. It's hypnosis and working with the LGBTQ plus community. Okay, I, great. I, I just want to say quickly, I'm, I'm teaching the Simpson Protocol four-day program, third week of March as well. Okay, and I'll be teaching it in March, <laughs> uh, starting off in Parksville, but heading out to the UK and, and other areas, so everything go to the website uh the simpson protocol and i'm sure you'll be able to find all those dates and things available and martin will probably hook them all up on the show so it'll be on you'll be able to go back to the show page and check everything too so i i think we've only got a couple minutes left so um i want you to say the last thing you want to say each short and sweet please go ahead tim uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Richard Bach. You're never given a dream without the power to make it come true. You just may have to work at it. And one minute, last minute, Terrod. Uh, uh, I, I, mine is, you know, fear. It's you got to move through it. And if you're afraid of it, it's going to keep coming. You got to look about what you want instead and move towards what you want. Like that. Well, thank you, guys. It's always fun hanging out. And it's always great to, for you guys to give everybody what they need. So we're off for this time, and we'll say goodbye for now. And we'll see you next time on Hypnosis Everywhere. Thank you, Inez. Thank you, Inez. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 